clip that's come missing. Okay. I'll try and fix it while they're singing. <laughs> a very warm welcome to everyone here this morning to our worship at St George's Church. Um, whether you're at the Outreach Centre, here in person, or if you're at home in your comfort listening uh, to the service. The intimations this morning are, we will be opening up the balcony of the church to allow more to attend worship on a Sunday. As such, we require more volunteers for stewards to help out each Sunday. If anyone is interested or can help, could you please speak to Graham, our session clerk, after the service, or you could send him an email. Next Sunday, the Reverend Stuart Stevenson will lead the congregation in worship and I'm sure you will give a warm welcome to him next week. Just an announcement, a date for your diary. We're planning on having a big picnic on the first Sunday of August. That's restrictions if I allow it. This would take place after the Sunday morning service and both the service and the big picnic will be held at the outreach centre. We'll give you more details nearer the time, but it's just so that you can pencil that into your diaries. Our call to worship this morning, as we are gathered, Jesus is here, one with each other. Jesus is here. Isaiah 52, verse 7 says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of peace and salvation. The news that the God of Israel reigns. Let us pray. Lord, as we spend time in your presence this day, we humbly come before you to worship you. We acknowledge that without you, we would be nothing. Creator God, from the moment your spirit hovered over the waters of this earth, we were part of a vision, held lovingly in your heart. 
From the moment you spoke and separated darkness from light, you created space where we might walk one day. From the moment your joy spilled out into green and living things, your beauty was revealed for us to taste and see. Creator God, for this world, beauty and majesty, passion and artistry, a green and pleasant place, we praise your mighty name. Amen. Our first hymn is My Jesus, My Saviour, which will be followed by Majesty, Worship His Majesty. And My Jesus, My Saviour is hymn 531, and Majesty is Mission Praise 454. Thank you. 
Yes, Lord, we worship you this day. We bow before you and we magnify your holy name. And now we join together as we say the prayer, Lord, that you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture readings this morning will be read by Liz Many. Our reading comes from Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds amongst all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and glory in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O family of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. They will sing before the Lord. For he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the people in his truth. Then from Matthew chapter 28, reading from verse 16. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountains where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Thank you, Liz. Our next hymn is hymn number 448. Lord, the light of your love is shining. Shine, Jesus, shine. Shine. 
Thank you. What thoughts come into your mind when you hear the words mission, missionary, or outreach? I'll just give you a minute to think. What are the thoughts that come into your mind when you hear the words mission, missionary, or outreach? The Collins Dictionary says that the definition of a missionary is someone who crosses cultural barriers in order to share the gospel and make disciples. Or a missionary is a person who leaves everything behind and goes overseas to serve the Lord in a foreign culture context and share his love. I don't know about you, but I think for many of us, <clears throat> our first thoughts possibly are of those stories that we heard when we were in Sunday school of those who went abroad to preach the gospel. I remember as a small child of three or four sitting in the Sunday school and it was in the hut at Glenburn and I was listening to these stories and I can see, I can still see the picture that I saw one day and it was a picture of a mud hut and a missionary standing and little children sitting round about listening to them. Quite possibly that day the story was of David Livingston who went to Africa to take the gospel to those who hadn't heard about Jesus. I don't actually remember which story it was I was being told. But one thing I do remember was the Sunday school teacher had on a brown skirt, a brown jacket and a brown hat. Later there were other stories of men like Hudson Taylor who went to China. There are so many accounts of those who made sacrifices, giving up comforts of this life to share with people all over the world about the love of Jesus. And of course, there are still plenty of people who are going out this day, still making these same sacrifices, leaving their families, leaving home comforts, so why do so many people take up that and go away abroad? Firstly, I believe it's because they have come to know and experience the Lord and his love in their own lives. And secondly, they have heard the call of God and they've responded to that call, to that command that we heard in Matthew to go and to preach the gospel to all nations. But I wonder if maybe that image that we have from Sunday school days has left us with the impression that mission was only about going to foreign lands. So what does it mean for many of us? Clearly not everyone is called to go abroad. Clearly not everyone is called to preach or to teach. But that command that Jesus gave his disciples in reading it from Matthew, go and preach the gospel, go into all the world. Was he only meaning that it would be those who would just go far, that those would have to travel abroad? When we look at other scripture readings, the answer to that is clearly no. 
Listen to what some of the other scriptures say. In Luke's gospel, it says, And in his name, the message about repentance and the forgiveness of sins must be preached to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. In other words, where you live right now, that's where you start. Whether it's next door or another country, we are to go and make disciples. It's not an option. It was a command that Jesus left us. As I said, we're not all evangelists, but we do all have gifts that we can use to fulfill that commission. That great commission that's uh, commonly known as in Matthew is actually spoken about five times in the Gospels. I've already mentioned Matthew and Luke. And in Mark, it says this, Go into the world, go everywhere and announce the message of God's good news to one and all. Whoever believes and is baptised is saved, but whoever refuses to believe is damned. And then in John's Gospel it says, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And in Acts 1 it says, But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be filled with power, and you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So really, folks, this morning, I really don't think there can be any doubt in our minds that Jesus' command is for everyone who believes in him and who has become a Christian. We are his disciples. But I can hear some people just thinking, hmm, maybe still, maybe not me. What is it that holds us back with sharing our faith? Is it because we think that people will not be interested? Or are we fear, fearful that we'll be thought as Bible bashers? People today think, consider that we might be biased if we are promoting Jesus as the only way to God. After all, some would say these days that it's not politically correct, but it's what God's word says. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And maybe we're afraid that we don't know our Bibles enough. What if someone challenges on scripture and we don't know the answer? But the command that was given by Jesus doesn't leave us to get on with it in our own strength or our own wisdom. But as it said in the Acts verse, when we become a Christian, we are filled with the Holy Spirit who empowers us. So I'm going to pose another question. What does that mean for us here at St George's, here in the centre of the town and in the outreach centre at Glenburn? Community outreach is an essential part of the church's mission to be salt and light to those around them. 
Community outreach creates crucial, a crucial platform for the church's evangelistic efforts. And while many churches want to reach out to their community, few have a very clear understanding of how or where to begin. So as a body of believers here and at the Outreach Centre, how are we going to fulfil that commission that Jesus has given us? What can we do to share God's love and our faith to those round about us? Can I suggest that we start with the gifts that God has given us? And each one of us does have a gift. No one can say that they don't have a gift. We are to be Christ to our community. We are to reflect God's love and God's light to those around us. Living our lives in the way we are shown in the Bible, with the same compassion that Jesus had for the lost. Just think for a moment, the homes that surround our buildings are filled with people who are suffering. Especially after this pandemic, it has caused heartache, hardship to so many people. So many are lonely, they're lost, they're poor in spirit, they don't have any faith. Some are poor financially and they're prisoners to their own sins and addictions and they're unable to see a way out of the mess that they are in. So we need to be something real, something tangible, something that pervades this community with the love of Christ. This is the reason that God has left his church in the world. It's to share and preach the gospel so that others might be saved and have the gift of eternal life. Teresa of Avila put it this way many years ago. <clears throat> Christ has no body now on earth but ours. He's no hands but ours. No feet but ours. Ours are the eyes through which compassion of Christ is to look out on a hurting world. Ours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Ours are the hands with which is his to bless now. There are so many practical ways in which we can take the love of God to those in our community. I'll say it again, it's true, not all of us are called to preach and teach, but every one of us has a gift that we can use. Gifts like hospitality. We can make tea, we can make coffee, at maybe midweek meetings or at gatherings. We can go into care homes, we can go and visit, or we can go in as a group with a short service, using our musical talents, or we could read scripture to them, or some might even be able to say a short prayer. Gifts like taking time with those who are lonely and listening to them, or we can take flowers to someone who's sick or housebound. Then there's the practical gifts 
like painters, electricians, plumbers, joiners, using the skills that we have learned to help other people and those in need. Today, many young mums could benefit from those who could teach them how to make cheap meals from scratch or show them how to sew or knit. A lot of these skills have not been passed down the generations. But it's when we reach out to people in all of these practical ways, we are showing the love of God, showing that we care about them. And in building up relationships with people, we will get the opportunities to share our faith with them in a very natural way. At the General Assembly of the Church of Scotland this year, their focus was on mission. And it said, their overall thrust and plans are to pass decision-making and resources from the centre body to reorganised regional and local structures with an emphasis on equipping churches for mission. So again, the General Assembly, they were they were emphasising that the church needs to be called, we need to see, we need to reach out to our communities. So now here's the challenge for us here at St George's. Are we going to rise to that challenge? When we start up projects here in the town and at the outreach centre, will we be willing to use the gifts and the talents that we have been given? These projects that we have been, we're planning to have, are going to need people, people with those gifts. And that's a challenge that we have today. Or are we going to be like what the scripture says in Matthew chapter nine, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Our harvest field is here in the town of Paisley and in Glenburn. I really just want to leave these thoughts with each one of us and I challenge myself too that we just consider what the Lord has called us to do. Amen. Our next hymn is a response to God's word and it says, I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry. All who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear my light to them? Whom shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. I will hold your people in my heart. And the choir's going to sing that hymn for us, hymn 251, I the Lord of sea and sky.
Let us pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, we confess that we have not always responded to your call, and at times, as your disciples, we have not always used the gifts that you have given us. Lord, we ask that you forgive us and fill us with your compassion for those who are hurting and lost. Help us to love the lost and proclaim Christ in all we do and say. We also thank you this day, Lord, that you have given us the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that you will, he will fill us with your power, your strength and your wisdom. And now, Father, we offer up our offerings that have been brought this day. The gifts that we, we give back to you from the abundant blessings that you have given to us. We pray and ask that these offerings will be acceptable to you and that they may be used to further your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Our prayers for others this morning will be led by Liz Many. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in our prayers for others, we remember especially the people who work in the mission field. When we think of missionaries, we think of people like David Livingston and Eric Liddell, who took your gospel to foreign lands. And we pray for the people who still do this work in modern times, often in very difficult and dangerous countries where Christianity is looked upon by governments as subversive. Lord, we pray for the doctors, nurses and health workers in poor and deprived countries who show your love by healing the sick, operating on deformities and educating people who have no knowledge of basic hygiene. We pray not just for missionaries in foreign lands, but for those who work in our own country, the churches and mission halls who run food banks, soup kitchens, and collect clothing for those who are struggling. These are our homegrown missionaries. We pray also for the people who over the last 18 months, although they may not be preaching your word, but are showing your love by their actions, by delivering groceries and medicines to those who could not leave their homes, the ones of all faiths or no faiths who cooked and delivered food, the ones who ran, walked, skipped and cycled to raise money for charities, they too are our modern day missionaries. In the first book of Corinthians, in the old King James Version, we read of faith, hope and charity. In the modern translations, we read of faith, hope and love. Father, when we give to a charity, we are showing the love your son taught us when he lived among us. And when he sent his first disciples, the first missionaries, to spread your word. Father, show us how to be better missionaries in your world. Amen.
Our closing hymn this morning is 516. We are marching in the light of God. If you're able, please stand for the blessing. May God's blessing surround us each day as we trust him and walk in his way. May his presence within guard and keep us from sin. Go in peace, go in joy, go in love.